everybody. Welcome to Lockdown Brewers. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman. The Brewers had the lead late in this game, lost 12 to 5 in blowout fashion. They got to get Matt Bush out of there in that uh, high leverage spot. We'll talk about that. Was out at the ballpark today. It was a fun experience on a, on a Sunday afternoon. My favorite time to be out there. Ran into a lot of you. And uh, we'll talk about your favorite place to sit at AmFan Field. All that and more coming up here in the next half hour of Lockdown Brewers. We're coming up next. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Chuck Freeman, welcome to Lockdown Brewers. Been covering the Brewers for over 40 years. For AP Radio, also the morning sports anchor of 1310 WIBA in Madison. Been doing sports talk shows in the Milwaukee area for years and years and years. So most of you know you know me from there and up in Green Bay as well. Uh, and we'd love to have you join us every day. Some of you are everydayers. I met you out at the ballpark uh, earlier today. And we are here talking brewers on Lockdown Brewers on the Lockdown Podcast Network Every day, your team, every day, we are here for you. That's why we're the number one Brewers podcast um, out there. Get us on one of your favorite places to go, whether it's Google, Apple, uh, Spotify. There's a ton of other places. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll find Lockdown Brewers on the Lockdown Podcast Network. The Brewers play the Detroit Tigers in a first of three coming up on uh, Monday night, and a first to three of another American League East team. Catch every pitch of Brewers hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Milwaukee Brewers. Search Brewers. Uh, always drop us a note on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell there. That'll alert you every time we drop an episode. I'm always providing Brewer content right here, both on the podcast and the video version right on the um, on YouTube. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Again, we are your team every day. Good to have you along here on late Sunday night, early Monday morning. Thanks for making Lockdown Brewers all you everydayers out there. And I ran into a lot of you at the ballpark. We'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. For first of all... 12-5, the Brewers lost to the Boston Red Sox. This was a 4-3 Brewers lead going into the top of the eighth inning. They had scratched their way back from a 3-0 deficit. They were six outs away from winning this game and taking two or three for the Boston Red Sox. But then Matt Bush came out in the top half of the eighth inning. And Craig Council said after the game, there were guys who were tired. He was not going to go with Strezlecki, who pitched the night before. He was not ready for that. Piamps had pitched the night before. It was Matt Bush's turn to pitch. Now, we saw him in a similar role several times this year. Now, he pitched okay against Seattle, pitched two nice outings, okay? But Matt Bush has got a penchant for giving up the home run ball. And Matt Bush and Am Fanfield, bad combination, especially with the roof closed. The ball was flying uh, today if you hit it just right. And certainly that happened. 4-3 lead going into the... Uh, top of the eighth inning, Justin Turner tied the game up with a rock in the left field. And then Masataka uh, Yoshida homered, gave them a 5-4 lead, and the hits just kept on coming for the Red Sox. In fact, Yoshida later on hit a grand slam um, in this game uh, to cap off a nine-run eighth inning. Nine-run eighth inning. And uh, Guerra was the victim of that 
Grand Slam, but I'm gonna I cut him a ton of slack. Okay, game was already lost there. Matt Bush, who I think many people were excited when he first got to Milwaukee last year, but he's been a disaster. Saw this put up by Adam McKelvey since last year in his last 25 out of 30 innings, he's given up 10 runs. He's probably given up and countless home run balls in that too. Gave up a two run home run against San Diego. Uh, in the first game of that series uh, against the Padres, uh, against Grisham, tied the game up. Brewers ended up winning that game, but Bush gave up the lead in the eighth inning there. Can't trust him. You can't trust him in this spot. I'm going to cut Council some slack here because he says his bullpen was exhausted. He knows his team. Okay, but do try it all without, without, without at all costs. Don't put Matt Bush in that situation. You know, I love Council. He deserves an extension for as, as long as he wants. I love him. Sometimes, man, I don't know how much confidence he really has. He, there, there's no way you could have confidence. The gamer that Council is, the hard-nosed gamer that he is, there's no way he can have the confidence that he has shown in Matt Bush in high-leverage spots. Ain't no way do I believe that for one second that he sat back and thought, oh, man, I'm confident. I'm going to throw Bush in this game in a one-run lead that we're going to get out of this and go home. Now, he said, yeah, you know, Bush pitched ball against Seattle. And he said after the game, yeah, he admitted this was a bad day for Matt Bush. Two bad pitches turned this game around and uh, nine-run eighth inning. And that was bad. Um, but don't put Bush. Bush is not good. Okay, I would trust Bryce Wilson right now in a high leverage spot ahead of Bush. Those two are basically guys you want to throw in there when the game is not on the line. All right, uh, that, that's how I feel. You can't throw either one of those guys on a one run lady, uh, one run game unless you absolutely have to. And I, apparently, according to counsel today, there was nobody else they could go through. He was not going to bring back Strzelecki was not going to bring in Piamps, who's I'm starting to become more and more confident with him. But Matt Bush saw him jogging out of the eighth, out for the eighth inning. Not good. Gave up the rock of the Turner and then uh, Yoshida, and that was game, set, and match. Beautiful day to be at the ballpark because it was lousy outside, 38 degrees, 27,000 fans. Thought they were going to Scratched their way to a win. Brian Anderson hit two home runs. Brewers got down 3-0 in this game. Clawed their way back. Uh, one of Anderson's home runs came in garbage time when they were already down 12-4. He made it 12-5. to um, But this was a game I thought they were going to take care of. Corbin Burns went five innings, and he was not great. Uh, did not pitch well in the first couple innings. Settled down, okay. Didn't let it get out of hand. Stuck around for five innings, but... Um, we've seen better days from Corbin Burns coming off that little bit of a tweak that he had last Tuesday. We'll cut Corbin some slack, but this would be like he has, he's had two bad outings. He pitched great in his previous outing, obviously, um, prior to coming out in the sixth inning last week, uh, in Seattle. Um, but Corbin was so, so at best as a Cy Young award winner and as a guy we think highly of and one of the best pitchers in the in baseball, he's got to pitch better than that, and I think he knows that as well. So, yeah, Brian Anderson was the hero of the game, two home runs. 
But you can't trust Matt. I, I can't say that enough. You can't trust Matt Bush in high leverage spots ever again, ever again, ever. Now, in extra innings, you may have to get stuck with him like you did with Bryce Wilson the other day in Seattle. Okay. Now, that's the way the extra innings work. But by all means, if you can, please, and I guess today was unavoidable. But last, uh, against San Diego, wasn't. And he's pitched, he's pitched in a few spots he shouldn't be pitching in. He's not dependable at all. And we're trying to win a pennant here. The Brewers need to go out and get themselves a setup guy. At the top of their list, although guys are getting injured left and right, there might be, but come trading deadline, uh, there might be, the way things are dropping off here as far as injuries, there might be other priorities, but you need a good setup guy. And this goes back to the hater trade, because if you had hater, Devin Williams would be your setup guy right now, your eighth inning guy. All stems from that. Thank you very much, David Stearns. Uh, catch every pitch of Brewers Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Brewers. The Brewers play tonight. At 6.40 against the Detroit uh, Detroit Tigers at a first of three against another team from the American League East. And uh, looking forward to that. Again, catch them on the Brewers Hometown Broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Brewers. Thank you for making Lockdown Brewers your first listen. All you everydayers out there. Ran into some more of you at the ballpark today. I appreciate that. We'll be talking about that uh, coming up here in a little bit. Um, Also, this broadcast is also brought to you by uh, Pro Baseball GM. Pro Baseball JM is the coolest game I played in a long time. I've always thought it could be a, a, a GM. You know, I played games in the past, but this is the coolest game ever. Hiring the right coaches, staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing through difficult personalities and injuries, navigate your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of the season. And the game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise. As all these I've mentioned here, play through seasons, lead your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty in assimilation you are responsible for. And Lockdown Brewers listeners, um, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Lockdown in the Aim Store. Make sure to check it out. Go to download the game just visit probaseballgm.com scan the code that's right there or look it up in your favorite app store that's probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball gm start your dynasty today check freeman here on lockdown brewers on the lockdown podcast network let's get to the box score let's get to the box scores the tigers took two or three and uh here's how things look Twenty-seven thousand out there on a cold day uh, in Milwaukee. And what better thing to do in Milwaukee on a day like today but go inside and see some Brewer baseball. The best thing the C-Leagues ever did, other than saving the team from moving a couple of times, is to have the foresight to build that retractable roof, something Minnesota wishes they had. So on a day like today, we're not sitting outside freezing, cold, just wishing that game was over in an hour and 57 minutes. But instead, we go into the comforts of Miller Park, and uh, that that's great. This is what this is what this is all about. And uh, I know some people <laughs> in the 90s, when, of course, it was going to cost a little bit more to build uh, a retractable roof, it was like, oh, no, that's going to cost us more money. Are you kidding? That was the best thing we've ever done. Maybe the best thing we've ever done in the state of Wisconsin. It, um, in addition to keeping them here and keeping the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. But building the stadium, 
with a retractable roof so we can enjoy games like this and not have to freeze like they do down in Chicago or down in Minnesota. All right, here's how the box score lined up for today. Christian Yelich, RBI base hit as part of that three-run comeback uh, in the game. Um, he went one for three, walked once as well, walked in part of, as part of one of the rallies in, uh, in that game as well. Uh, after things got out of hand, uh, Mike Brasso came in, um, pinch hit, and went 0 for 1. Jesse Winker went 1 for 4. Willie Adamas went 0 for 2 with a walk. Owen Miller relieved him in garbage time. Uh, play, went to second base, and then he moved Terang to short. Miller never got a chance to bat. Uh, Rowdy Telez went 0 for 3, 2 Ks. The Red Sox finally cooled him down. We've been talking about how good he's been against the Red Sox. Brian Anderson went 2 for 3 with the two dingers. Victor Caratini. Victor Caratini went 0 for 4 with one strikeout. Bryce Terang 0 for 4 with two Ks. Uh, Joey Weimer 2 for 3, a double uh, to start uh, the comeback uh, when they were down 3 0. Uh, 2 for 3, one of Joey's better days offensively recently. And Blake Perkins made the start right field, went 0 for 2. Uh, Burns went five innings on the mound, five hits, three runs, two earned, five walks, three, uh, three walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Elvis Peguero. Uh, went an inning and a third uh, hit, struck out two. Hobie Milner, two strikeouts. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, two thirds of an inning. Matt Bush, a third of an inning, three hits, four runs, all earned a walk and two home run balls. And then Javi Guerra, inning and two thirds, four hits. He wasn't good. I'm cutting Javi some big time slack though. Four hits, five runs, all of them earned, three walks. Yeah, Javi was just sucking up some innings when the things got out of hand. It was he, they were just going to let him ride it out. Um, so Guerra pitched an inning and two thirds, um, didn't allow a run in the ninth inning, but the the eighth inning was the one that got him. And four hits, five runs, three walks, including walking in a run. Uh, Twenty seven thousand fans showed up at AmFam Field for this one, and um, the Brewers lose. I saw Keston Hira down at AAA, where he does this all the time. Send Keston to Triple A, and he rips the cover off the baseball. Seven home runs. He's batting two seventy seven. Ah, had to take a little drink. Was losing my voice a little bit after my Matty Bush rant earlier on. Just so disappointed in that. Just so disappointed. Um, went to the game today. Ran into you a lot of everydayers out there. Uh, walking around. I always like to get there early, especially on a Sunday game. Go to the Sealy Experience. If you've never gone to the Sealy Experience out in level two, the 200 section, you gotta go. It's a 10, 15 minute video of the history of baseball, how Bud, how the Braves left, and how Bud Seelig worked night and day to get this franchise here from Seattle and get expansion to get an expansion team. He tried to get an expansion team. He got the pilots to move here and it talks about some of the, you know, big moments in Brewer history. There's not a lot of them, you know, how he kept the team here in the nineties is, you know, passing through the legislature. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just about the history of the Brewers, mostly about saving the Milwaukee Brewers, which Bud Seeley did. Um, but I'm telling you, I can't, 
I cannot watch that video without shedding multiple tears. I do not leave with a dry eye in that place. Oh, God. If you're any kind of human being and you have some feelings to you, and a Brewer fan, you watch that video every time. I've been watching it all the years, these years, and I go in there, and I'm coming out there, and I'm like, geez, I got tears coming out of my eyes because it's it's so sentimental. It's stuff that we've been through as Brewer fans, you know, especially you older guys out there. You know, they show some of the great moments, Easter Sunday, Robin's 3,000th hit, uh, Nieves is no hitter, the early days of the Brewers, and how Bud fought to keep this team here in the 90s. Yeah, check out the silly experience. You, you have to. If you're a Brewer fan, which I assume everybody on this on this podcast is, um, go check it out. But I ran into a lot of you everydayers out there into the clubhouse store. Shannon, my girlfriend, bought a, a zip-up today that she wanted. Uh, looks really good on her. Um, so ran into you, a couple of you fans there and where I was sitting today. And on the, I always take the shuttle in too. If I'm, if I'm not covering game, I take the shuttle in from one of those places up on Blue Mount road. And, um, I take the shuttle in perfect. Okay. It is in and out. It's, it's outstanding. So, um, sometimes a little trouble finding a, a spot on the street up around Blue Mount there when you want to park the car to get the shuttle, but it all works out. It all works out, but yeah, walking to my car, walking from the shuttle into the ballpark, I was saying to myself, thank God, thank God that we have uh, we have a roof and we're going to watch this game in comfort. I'm going to ask you, I asked you guys on Twitter, what is your favorite spot at Ampem Field to watch a game? Where do you like to watch a game? I'll get to some of those tweets coming up here in a little bit. Show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar. You got to try it. And if you want to work out, you want some energy, you want to go for a run. You would like to think the weather's going to be better, but I know a lot of you guys run in this. You want um, a little protein, a little energy to get you going, healthy snack. You don't want to compromise on taste either because you don't want... You don't want to taste some of these other kind of bars that are just bad. Built Bar is the best way to go. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. And uh, they're built with a, a number of different flavors. 100% dark chocolate. 100% real dark chocolate. They're covered in. And they come in unbelievable flavors. My favorite, the peanut butter brownie. They come in churro as well. And uh, also cookies and cream. I know a lot of you like that out there. But I'm not sure how Built does it, but they make these bars so tasty and so good for you and high in protein. So they give you energy and only 130 130 grams of calories. I mean, look at some of these bars out there, 150, 200, 250, 300 um, calories, tons of grams of sugar. And, um, you know, this is only got four grams of sugar in it. And uh, 17 grams of protein, everything you need for some energy. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with all our hit flavors, the everything I mentioned. And also, head to your Walmart. Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream and uh, the double chocolate bar, the coconut puff, or go to Built.com. 
you can order yourself a whole bunch of supplies right there, if not near Walmart and Sam's Club, but who's not near one of those places? All right, I'm going to get to your tweets right here. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. All right, let's uh, let's. I asked you again earlier on Twitter while I was at the game. I put this on there. I was like, man, what is your best place to sit? Now, I have to. I was just trashing Matt Bush on Twitter, so I have to sift through all these games, uh, all these tweets. Okay, here we go. Um, Miller Park Forever writes, first deck down the first baseline. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Shannon prefers that. She always wants the plate, the, the seats behind the dugout. I said, well, you want to refinance our house in that, in that case? But uh, yeah, first deck, first floor, I assume he means down the first baseline. Um, Corey says, combination of site comfort and price. Give me the first row of the right field bleachers or anything club level. Yep, club level. Your boy Freeman's your favorite place to go, club level. You'll find me always in the club level. Um, right on the dugout, right by the dugout. I'll be there tomorrow. Perry says he'll be there tomorrow for the Tiger game, he's saying. Uh, Dan, Terrace Reserve Box, first roll. Very affordable for me and the family. You know, that's a good point. You know, the Terrace Box, that's a great, those aren't bad seats. People think that you're, since you're way on the, on the top level, that who wants to sit up there? No. Get the terrace box, and especially if you're in the first couple of rows. Yeah, those are good seats. Underappreciated. Right on, Dan. Uh, Jay Zilla says, give me the first level, third base side, section 127-ish, closest to where I'm parked. Good to good food options, drink options, close to the players, more affordable than sitting closer to the plate. Again, he says section 127. Brian says the club level, midway down, either baseline, you got it. Yeah, I was behind home plate, but I'm usually down the third baseline. Ned Gadzarich says, I love sitting in the bleachers in the outfield. I mean, really, honestly, there's not a bad place to sit at Amphan Field, I guess. Even, you know, the Euchre seat's up there. Um, Bob says, I like to buy the cheap seat and wander around Miller Park and enjoy the different vantage points. That, too. That, too. You know, there's nothing wrong with standing around, walking around, and watching the game. Now, if everybody did that, all 37,000 would be a mess. But, you know... Nothing wrong with doing that. I've done that. Brutal Takes says, Brutal, oh, I get it. Brutal Takes. B-R-E-W-T-A-L Takes. Anywhere on the 200 infields, best seats in the house that won't break the bank. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of deals. Hopefully you can get in to the ballpark, but I know we're all, we, we need to all save a buck. I get it. And, and we all know how the the cost of getting into events is, but the Brewers do a few, a few things that can lessen the cost. Uh, Banana Guy says, a uh, Bandana Guy says, uh, 300 Club right behind home plate, great view, comfort, and the restrooms are so clean. What I like about the 300 level, the corridors there, you know, you get up and you walk around and get food and all that, nice and spacious. I like it. Just Evan says, Loge, first base side. AJ says, um, second, the last game of the, I like, the, I like three rows behind home dugout. It's an incredible appearance. Yeah. Right behind, right behind the home dugout. They got the netting now there now, you know, they got the netting, obviously first and third base side. Not, I, I, I watch the game and I say, how did we ever live without that netting? I mean, how did somebody not just get blown up by a line drive? Uh, how, how, all those years, how, you know, how did we, it's like, 
Yeah, I'm, never mind. But I'm, it's like, how do we ever live without the netting and someone just not get blown up by a, a rocket? Uh, Brian says, outfield bleachers. Sean says, love the bleachers in right field with the sun beating on you. That would be the left field bleachers, wouldn't it? Uh, Nick's 840 says, club level, no lines. I agree. Adam says, the 400 section, but first row of the 400. Alex says, if price didn't matter, I'd take the first row behind the Brewers' dark. Well, of course, we all would. Brock and SB says, the club level, without a doubt. Bathrooms, good view. Don't have to deal with the trunken nonsense. Jerry says, first row club level in the infield. Love being a little higher up so you can see everything. Yep. Bathrooms are less busy. Yeah, we should. A lot of club level. Brian uh, Nick says, my friend and I always look for first row seats in any section. Yeah, I heard that strategy. First row, any section. Colts Couch Crew says, between sections 216 and 221, love the front row. Yeah, we all love the front row. Yeah, front row in any section. That's a good strategy as well. You'll find yourself some good front row seats anywhere. But like I said, today, being there, 27,000. Hey, and again, I saw some people complain 27,000 for one of the best teams in baseball. 27,000, they didn't give anything away. Uh, and the Brewers haven't won a World Series for us ever. I think that's great. And you Brewer fans are, the. and they said this in a video, the greatest baseball fans of the world. I, I truly believe it. For what we've had to put up with, absolutely. All right. Um, coming up on Monday, uh, Colin Ray makes the start for the Brewers. A little unsettling in his last performance. Of course, his debut with the Brewers before that was good. Uh, Matthew Boyd pitches for Detroit. His guy was in the Seattle bullpen last year. Uh, five inning guys made three starts. Hasn't gone by five innings in any of his starts. So uh, he'll be on the mound in the first of three against the Tigers. They got Baez. They got some talent on that team. They're not a bad team as all. All right. Appreciate you all. As always, all you everydayers, you follow us on podcast, you follow us on Twitter, and you watch us on on YouTube. Appreciate it as always. And of course, the Brewers play on Monday night, 640. If you're watching this or listening to us on a Monday, tonight, 640. Uh, Catch every pitch of Brewers hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Brewers. And of course, we're your team every day. We are here every day. Talking Brewers baseball with you on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are going to be here with you covering the team through bad times. This was probably the most intense podcast I've had because I just was disgusted. Them bringing Matt Bush was not, I was not feeling that tonight at all. And apparently it was Matt Bush because they had a 4-3 lead going in the eighth inning. But as I always say, there's going to be games where they win like this, where they come back late and win. Today they stepped in the bucket and uh, <laughs> crooked run, nine run inning in the eighth inning, a crooked number. Yeah. So it's going to do it. I'm Chuck Freeman. Thanks for joining us, everybody.